You're listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and I invite you to be curious about your unique experience of being human. In this podcast, we'll explore the deeper meaning of ordinary life experiences through conversation, stories, and education. You might have a serious aha moment, or you might just be amused by the movie your life seems to be imitating, or you might just be entertained by one of my awkward stories. I'm hoping you'll become more aware of those moments when a deeper part of you is prompting you to see things differently and maybe even go a new direction. So let's get started. In this episode, I continue reading from my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. Chapter 14 is about relationships. Once I knew I was getting divorced, a doorway opened for a younger man to unleash some pent-up desire. When he moved on, I couldn't get any relief for my now-unleashed desire, so I self-consciously hit the online dating scene. Each of the 10 men over six months challenged me in specific ways. It was as if I had signed up for a college course on how to relate to men post-divorce. It became clear that each encounter served a purpose that had nothing to do with whatever my ego thought it wanted. Mysteriously, it all ended abruptly, and the following six weeks seemed to act as a respite for my next course, which involved surrendering to archetypal forces that were seeking to use the relationship between the next younger man and me for its own purposes. Luckily, I was studying depth psychology, but even though I could see ironies and knew there was meaning, the ultimate purpose of the odd relationship would not make itself known until it had ended as dramatically as it had begun. Now, I have too much humility to impose any man-made expectations onto my encounters with anyone who crosses my path, even my last eight-month encounter with a man, the man who was a former rock star. I must write a blog post about that someday. The relationship continued to challenge conventional notions of what a romantic relationship even is. But by letting go of the need for the relationship to last, we each brought different parts of the other to life and somehow prompted growth in each other. What more could you ask for than to contribute to the authentic unfolding of someone you care about? It's selfish to ask for more. So, let's get started. Chapter 14, Relationships This chapter is about how relationships reveal a lot about what our unconscious wants us to learn about ourselves. We relate through projection, and it's going on in every interaction with another person. We are attracted to people who represent pieces of us that wish to come out and play or be acknowledged. If you refuse to indulge these sub-personalities, our dark and our light sides, and instead force someone else to carry that burden, eventually you might come to resent the differences that you previously considered positive. People we don't like sometimes reflect pieces of us that are seeking expression or forgiveness. I know a woman in her 30s who recognized that her mother's happiness depended upon her happiness. That meant if something went awry in her life, she had the added burden of worrying about how her suffering caused suffering for her mother. She worked on setting a boundary with her mother to free herself to experience life fully, the good and the bad, which meant acknowledging that she was not responsible for whether her mother was happy. Sharing my insights. Finding yourself feeling part admiration and part disdain for someone may suggest an unacknowledged part of you is desperate to come out of the closet. 
As my marriage was unraveling, I became obsessed with the reality TV shows Millionaire Matchmaker and Tabitha Salon Takeover. It was really unlike me. I cringed when the women were mean to their clients, but I also wanted to be them. I knew my inner bitch needed to come out if I was to deal with how my husband's addiction allowed him to exploit and manipulate my children and me. Relationships can be seen to offer a curriculum for growth, and I'm not sure projecting an expectation of permanency onto them makes sense. Spiritually, I believe God or the divine wants us to grow through finding truth for ourselves, and this collides with a rather arrogant human need to control what happens in relationship or to assume that relationships are supposed to last a lifetime. My 24-year marriage presented me with a bottomless pit of growth experiences, but to keep growing, the relationship had to end. The six months following my divorce were filled with new life lessons that had little to do with finding a life partner. My encounters with the 10 men I dated over six months strengthened my ability to set boundaries, as well as helped me to develop a healthier relationship with my body and sexuality. That growth prepared me for a more serious relationship, the one that brought me closer to my inner being and the divine. Relationships, intimate and otherwise, are the most powerful props for self-reflection and growth. Reflection questions. Have you thought about what initially attracted you to your current partner? What do they possess that you do not? And how are you making them responsible for your sense of security, identity, or worth? What are you avoiding through your relationship with them? For whom do you feel both admiration and disdain? And what might that say about the part of you that's seeking expression? What kinds of people are attracted to you and vice versa? Have you ever been swept up in an irrational love affair? What role do you play in the family? Does everyone look to you to make the major decisions? And do you secretly love playing that role? Or do you hate it? Does your sister unconsciously make you express the anger she will not allow herself to express for her ex-husband? Do you have to walk on eggshells around someone in your family? What are you projecting onto your boss or your coworker? Try this. Time for journaling. Reflect about what you learned about relationships from your parents and early life experiences. What did you learn about love and friendship? What did you learn about romance, marriage, sexuality, religion? What beliefs do you now hold because of these experiences and how attached to them are you? How do you feel when you have experiences that challenge these beliefs? And how do you respond to others who hold opinions that are different? Take time to journal about all your significant romantic relationships. Write about how you felt when you realized you liked or loved the other person, the circumstances of your meeting, what happened during the relationship, how it ended or why it lasted, and who you credit with the failure or success. Can you identify any patterns that follow you from relationship to relationship? Was, is there a certain kind of person you're attracted to? What do you find most frustrating in your relationships? Journal more about other relationships, such as friendships, coworkers, or people in positions of authority. Can you identify some of your personal patterns of behaving and thinking, especially during times of stress, which is when dysfunctional complexes get triggered? Think about your most troubling relationship and document events that were full of conflict, the last fight you had with your mother, for example. Journal about the earliest childhood memory where you felt that way. Now bring yourself back to the present. Can you see where a childhood dynamic is occurring in your adult life? You are merely gathering intelligence here, getting the most challenging situations onto paper so you can explore them later. 
In this chapter, you had an opportunity to discover some things you didn't know about yourself by seeing other people as mirrors. Was a secret desire revealed, or did you find a version of you that wants to compensate for being too much of a rule follower? The more opinionated we are about the faults of others, the more there is to learn about ourselves. I encourage you to explore your most difficult relationships. The goal is not to make yourself be friends with someone you don't like or to adapt to a dysfunctional relationship. Rather, seek to find those repressed parts of yourself that are looking for opportunities to come to life. In my blog post titled, I Didn't Become a Romantic Until I Got Divorced, I write about sexual attraction as an invitation from God. You can find this post at DebraLukovic.com. I hope you enjoyed my reading of chapter 14 and your mind and body are on fire for a new way to explore the meaning of your relationships, whether romantic or otherwise. Continue journaling, drawing, and being curious about your unique experience as a human being. We're almost there to the method section, but if you want to get there faster, purchase my book. Stay tuned for what comes next. There's a link in the description box to my website, DebraLukovic.com, where you can find more free content and check out my book. Thanks for listening and sharing with others who need my framework for self-reflection. Until next time. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and you are listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. To get updates on new episodes, my writing, and how I teach my clients to get to know that deeper part of themselves, go to DebraLukovich.com. Oh, and if you're not ready for a coach, learn what my clients know in my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. You can check it out on my website or get it on Amazon.